0: This is true news, the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help us God. I'm Rick Wiles. Multiple mysterious explosions today ripped apart Russia's Nord Stream pipelines. The explosions occurred undersea near Denmark and Sweden. Meanwhile, former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev warned NATO again that Russia is prepared to use its massive arsenal of nuclear warheads, if necessary, for survival. Let's start with the obvious sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. Doc, uh, I knew when I saw this headline today. This was going to be the story. This was the story today, and and that the war had taken a turn for the worse today. So uh, this is France 24. Explosions recorded before pipeline leaks, raising... Russian
1: sabotage fears. All right, so if you haven't heard this story yet, we're going to walk you through it and explain what's happening here. France 24 is saying Europe was racing on Tuesday to investigate possible sabotage behind sudden and unexplained leaks in two Russian gas pipelines, two of them under the Baltic Sea, infrastructure at the heart of an energy crisis since Russia invaded Ukraine. Now, photos taken by the Danish military showed large masses of bubbles on the surface of the water emanating from the three leaks located in Sweden's and Denmark's economic zones, spreading from about 656 feet to 0.62 miles in diameter. Now, quote It's hard to imagine that it's accidental, said Danish Prime Minister Mette Fredriksen, noting that it was unusual for the leaks to happen at such a distance from each other. The Swedish National Seismic Network recorded two massive releases of energy shortly prior to the gas leaks and near the locations off the coast of the Danish island of Bernhelm, Peter Schmidt and Uppsala University seismologists told AFP. With energy releases this big, there isn't much else than a blast that could cause it, he added. You can see that they are quite sudden. It is a very sudden energy release. It's not a slow, slow collapse or something like that. Uh, Russia said earlier that it was extremely concerned about the leaks. Asked by reporters whether it could be an act of sabotage, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said that at the moment, it is impossible to exclude any options. And so, as uh, you mentioned, Rick, early in the day here, very early this morning, as we were getting started on our day, we saw these uh, articles, uh, these new stories start popping up. It's obvious what had happened here. Yes. It was, it's not a leaky pipe. That's right. Uh, and
0: I also said, uh, before this day's over, the propaganda will start flowing from the West, blaming Putin. Yes. For blowing up his own pipelines. Yes. And we'll show you the telegraph in London,
1: why Putin would want to blow up Nord Stream 2 and the advantages it gives him. And so they actually believe, they actually think, but no. Vladimir Putin. No, they don't. No, take they. It. I know they them. don't. They don't take expect it. you to believe it. They want it. you to believe it. Right. So, the uh, suspected sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines could be a page ripped straight from Vladimir Putin's playbook of panic, escalation, and misdirection. The former KGB agency legal war in Ukraine resulted in unprecedented Western sanctions against Moscow, but the Russian president is confident that his people can endure economic pain longer and better than Europeans. His calculation is that soaring gas prices and the cost of living crisis in a continent hopelessly addicted to Russian energy will turn the situation to his advantage. European gas prices have been dropping for the last four days. On Tuesday, after news of the suspected attack, well, they rose by 20%. Uh, The British price was up 33%. Okay,
0: so, Doc, uh, Putin had already turned off the pipelines. He'd already...
1: Turn the valve. They were, nothing was flowing. There was gas in the lines, but there was nothing flowing. The valves were off. So, uh, the Western news
0: media, they want the public to believe that not only did Putin turn the valves and shut off the gas, he got so mad, he goes, that's not enough. I'm going to blow it up. Who is stupid enough to believe that kind of propaganda? They spent billions of dollars building these pipelines
1: they're not going to blow it up they want
0: to open they want up to another. sell gas they yes. want the stupid war to end so they can sell gas. they only turned the gas off in response to the. US European sanctions. they're not blowing up their pipelines but I'll guarantee you somebody a NATO member state
1: did it the United States, Great Britain, Well, you have to ask, who benefits from this particular incident? The United States. The only actor is the United States. Europe doesn't benefit from it at all. Not at all. That just means that even if they were able to open up the uh, Nord Stream 2 pipelines, both of them, they wouldn't get any gas now for sure. That's right. They're totally dependent on the United States now.
0: Biden has moved the the European continent into a vassal state.
1: You're right. You got it. They're totally, now they're totally dependent on the United States yes. for a few. Because if,
0: if they negotiated a settlement with Russia, Russia can't pump any gas to them. Right. But the Telegraph of London wants you and me and everybody else to believe that Putin, Putin did it. He went out there with a stick of dynamite <laughs> and blew up his
1: pipeline. He probably did it personally. Yeah. He probably pr- dove well, down there. Yeah,
0: in a submarine. So One man submarine. <laughs> well. well... um we're joking about this, but it, it's there's nothing funny about it. We just moved, we just took a big step on the game board towards nuclear war. Um, you can be certain there will be more oil and gas infrastructure that blows up soon, and not just Russian. Oh no 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 no! Oh, it's going to be Western. Yes. You can expect, and I don't know. I'm look. I'm not. I'm just saying this is what you would be normal to expect in retaliation. Maybe a Houston oil refinery. Right. Maybe a pipeline from a Western country to other countries. Something's going to be retaliation. Something big. The Nord Stream pipeline. These are the crown jewels of the Russian energy industry. They spent billions of dollars. They just finished it. Something big is going to go down. Owned by the West. You, You can count on it. The Russians are going to retaliate. I don't know what it is. Like I said, it could be a Houston oil refinery. It could be another pipeline. Who knows what it's going to be. But the U.S. is going to suffer. The impact will be felt here. Right. You and I are going to pay the
1: price for what NATO did to Russia today. And specifically, the U.S. did direct. Yes, I... They're the only one that benefits from all this. We have a report here from uh, Euronews. Um, sabotage fears rise after gas leaks identified on the Nord Stream pipelines. So let's watch this.
2: A mysterious fall in pressure and leaks in the Nord Stream pipelines 1 and 2 are being investigated as a possible attack by German and Danish authorities. Leaks were first reported in Danish and Swedish waters on Monday from the cancelled Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Later, a loss of pressure was detected in the first one. The German daily Tagesspiegel, citing federal sources, said the events were unlikely to be a coincidence and were be considered as potential acts of sabotage. Neither pipeline is delivering gas from Russia to Germany at the moment. Nord Stream 2 was cancelled after construction was complete and Moscow halted supplies through Nord Stream 1 earlier this month. However, both pipelines were filled with gas. The Dutch Maritime Authority has issued a navigation warning as the spill could pose a danger to ships in the area and have established a five nautical mile perimeter around the pipeline. The owners of Nord Stream say it is impossible to say when the pipelines will be operational again
1: which was the intention yes. there. So uh Navosti had uh, this uh, from uh the Nord Stream 2 uh, operating group there they called this uh the these three leaks, these three attacks really terrorist attacks if you want to put it that uh, in the right way as unprecedented. Nord Stream AG commented on the emergency at uh, Nord Stream on Nord Stream 2 calling the situation unprecedented unprecedented the destruction that occurred on the same day simultaneously on three strings of the offshore gas pipelines of the Nord Stream system is unprecedented. It's not yet possible to estimate the timing of the restoration of the gas transport infrastructure. The report says. You know, it would seem to me, Rick, that the uh, the only uh, group of nations that are under attack because of this is Europe. Mm-hmm. It, this it doesn't hurt Russia right now at the present moment because they weren't pumping right. uh, fuel through the pipelines anyway. But it does put Europe in a situation, where, like you said earlier, that they they, now they are absolutely, totally dependent on the United States for their fuel.
0: Absolutely. It, the, uh, the game changed today. This will last for years. I mean, if the war ended tomorrow, how many years will it take Russia to repair these pipelines? I mean, Europe is going to be at the mercy of the United States for years. If the war ended
1: today, Russia can't get gas to Europe. Right. So it's definitely going to be a cold winter. Several winters. Cold winters. Ten winters. Yes. Um, Swedish television, SVT,
0: uh, was doing extensive reporting on it today. Uh, two explosions next to Nord Stream. And uh, we have some uh, important quotes from this
1: SVT news report. So the gas leaks on Red Stream 1 and 2 are being investigated as deliberate attacks. Now SVT can reveal that several Swedish measuring stations registered strong underwater explosions in the same area on Monday. There's no doubt that these are blasts or explosions, says Bjorn Lund, lecturer in seismology at the Swedish National Seismic Network. Now, according to Nord Stream, the leak had caused unprecedented damage, as we've mentioned before. Now, measurements from the Swedish National Seismic Network show that two clear explosions were measured next to the gas lines during Monday. One of them had a magnitude of 2.3, similar to a perceptible earthquake, and was registered at measuring stations throughout the country. You can clearly see how the waves bounced from the bottom to the surface. There is no doubt that it was a blast or explosion. We even had a station in Calix that picked this up, says Bjorn Lund, the the one we're uh, mentioning here. Now, according to Lund, it is not an area that is usually used for exercises by the defense. We usually get information about explosions that take place underwater, but sometimes we don't get it. In this case, we have not received any information. Now, he does not want to speculate on how the explosion might have happened. He says it's very unclear what has happened, and it's not my business to comment. The only thing we can do is compare the waves to what we've seen before to see what caused it, if there's an explosion or something that happened inside the pipe. And uh, the uh, Swedish Armed Forces Press Service writes to uh, SVT that they do not want to comment on the information either. And so it's obvious, though, I mean, you don't have to be... You know, too intelligent to figure out that this was an obvious act of sabotage uh, by the West. The explosions being recorded, picking up on, you know, the equivalent to an earthquake. Um, so there are so many pieces that are falling into place here. Now, this, is, so, this
0: is the work of American Special Forces. Yeah, let's just be honest about okay. it. I mean, this is, this is what the Navy SEALs do for a living. And if it wasn't the Navy SEALs themselves, it was uh, a mercenary group of former Navy SEALs. The U.S. outsourced it. Um, But clearly a a, um, military operation to severely damage the Russian economy. Because again, if, if this war ends today, Russia's not pumping gas to Europe for years. But the U.S. will be shipping gas on boats for years. Right. At high prices. Okay. And I would say again, do not rule out Joe Biden seizing American energy supplies this winter. I talked to a man in the oil industry today. He told me their fear. This is in Texas. He told me... Among oil and gas executives, their fear is Biden's going to nationalize the energy industry.
1: In a wartime situation? Yes. Yeah, I could see him doing that. That's what they're afraid of.
0: They actually fear, American oil men fear that Biden's going to nationalize everything. And then he will seize the energy supplies and ship them to, to Europe. And a handful of American billionaires will make a fortune
1: on this war. Yes. Like they do. In all wars. Uh, well, Bloomberg is uh, reporting here that German, uh, Germany suspects that sabotage hit Russia's Nord Stream pipelines. It says that Germany suspects that the Nord Stream gas pipeline system was damaged by an act of sabotage in what could be a major escalation in the standoff between Russia and Europe. According to a German security officer, official, excuse me, the evidence points to a violent act rather than a technical issue. Swedish seismologists, as we mentioned in the previous story, detected two explosions in the area when leaks appeared almost sim- simultaneously in the Baltic Sea. Okay, so now, Doc,
0: uh, we got two videos to show our audience. I found one of Victoria Newland, the notorious Victoria Newland, uh, the gangster who. Orchestrated the Orchestra, Ukraine.
1: Yes. Called so, re- revolution, basically. Yes.
0: Uh, Victoria Nuland, uh, the gangster under Barack Obama, who, who went to uh, Ukraine in uh, 2011 and 12, and, and encouraged the the Nazis to overthrow the elected government at that time, uh, and then she was uh, she was assisted by John McCain, one of her cohorts in that dirty operation. So I found a video of Victoria Nuland because she's back in the State Department now. Basically, the Biden administration is a bunch of Obama retreads. Right. Obama's Obama 2.0. Yeah. Obama's running this operation, the White House. Biden's not doing it. Obama's running it. And, And so Victoria Nuland made a cryptic message earlier this year before the war started. Back in January. January of this year. And she made a cryptic warning about what would happen to the Nord Stream pipelines if Russia invaded Ukraine. This is Victoria Newland, January of 2022.
2: Um, with regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations Uh, with our German allies and I want to be clear with you today if Russia invades Ukraine one way or another Nord Stream 2 will not move forward
0: one way or the other yes Nord Stream 2 will not move forward one way or the other
1: now you found yes Joe Biden several weeks after that uh, Particular statement by Victoria Newland. Joe Biden doubled down on this when he was uh, visiting uh, Europe uh, and uh, had a joint press conference with uh, German Chancellor uh, Schultz. And he was asked by a reporter about the Nord Stream pipeline, and he had this to say. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades,
0: uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the. Uh, the, the border of Ukraine. Uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we, there will be no longer Nord Stream 2. We we will bring an end to it. But do, but
2: how will you how will you do that
0: exactly, since the project and control of the project
2: is within Germany's control?
1: We will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. I think they've made it very clear that they intended to shut down, not just shut it down.
0: They had this plan done.
1: Yes. Made at the beginning of the year. Back in January and February, they had it long before that. And they were, they've all, all, you know. If I was Columbia, I'd say, you know, I've got you dead to
0: rights. Doc, they were in January. Biden and Victoria Newland were pushing Russia to invade. Yes, taunting them. Taunting them, daring them to invade. Why? Because they already had their plans in place of the damage that they would do to Russia. And blowing up the pipeline was on the list. That was a bu- that was on the bucket list. Yes. But they got to get, they they couldn't blow up the pipelines without a war.
1: Yes. Now, Rick, you know I don't believe in coincidences. Right. Right? Or coincidence. I don't believe in them but coincidentally today when two russian pipelines were obviously sabotaged by some nefarious actor in the west there was a brand new pipeline that came online today rick a brand new one imagine that going from norway to poland and both the norwegian prime minister and and the uh, polish leadership they had a big celebration about the opening of this brand new pipeline Crossing all the way from Norway to Poland. The Norway-Poland-Baltic pipeline. And, and they cut the ribbon today. They cut the ribbon today. They shined. They had a big pipe shining ceremony and everything. Uh, and it just, you just have to ask yourself. The day a brand new pipeline opens and two others go down. So I'll tell you this, doc. I wouldn't want to be that pipeline. Yes.
0: Because... <laughs> that pipeline has a short, lifespan i think you're right so because you can be certain russian Spetsnaz commandos are going to be diving sometime soon near that pipeline the russians are not going to allow this to happen they look world war three has started if the russians don't blow up that pipeline um i will be absolutely surprised it, that if this doesn't happen in say the next 30 days they, they're not going to allow the destruction of their Nord Stream pipeline to go unanswered. Right. This is an act of war and to do it on the day that they open another pipeline controlled by the West?
1: I mean it's so obvious just so obvious what the, what the West is doing here yeah. um, and we came across another story today uh, it was This is from uh, Zero Hedge here, but the uh, original source is Der Spiegel, a German uh, outlet, uh, that the CIA had warned the German government against an attack on Baltic Sea pipelines. Now, it's, the German magazine uh, Der Spiegel said the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency recently warned Berlin about the increasing signs of a possible planned attack on the Nord Stream pipeline system. Spiegel reported, citing unnamed sources, that the CIA tipped off Berlin in the summer about possible attacks on the two pipelines. Okay, uh, wait a minute. So the CIA uncovered a plot
0: <laughs> this summer to blow up the Nord Stream pipelines. And the CIA called the, the spy agency in Berlin and said, hey, heads up. <laughs> Somebody's going to blow up Russia's pipelines.
1: This is going to cause trouble. Yeah, some some nefarious character is going to go out there and do that. Could be Al-Qaeda. I'm surprised they haven't said Could you, be ISIS. Some Ukrainian Superman has hasn't done, you know, defended against Russia and everything. Could on be that a line. white
0: nationalist, so.
1: Who knows? No. Could be a MAGA supporter. Could have been somebody in the Capitol on January 6th. You don't know who it was, Doc. It, These people are crazy. So, Well, the CIA apparently had warned Germany weeks ago of coming attacks on the natural gas pipelines. Right, now, this is, once again, notice uh, that they start trying to figure out, is there some way we can blame Russia for this? Russia could have pulled off such an attack, but... It is difficult to see whether Russia or Ukraine could have an entrance, interest in such an incident. It went on to say, Ukrainian special forces are not trusted or not trained to take such an action. The Baltic Sea is 70 meters deep. Russian forces can be uh, trusted with such an operation in terms of abilities. However, a political interest is hardly recognizable except for the incident of blaming other parties. So. Basically what they're saying is the only motivation flag. that Russia would have in, in uh, sabotaging their own pipeline is so they can blame somebody else. A false flag. Right. So, um, but, you know, they're, they expect you to believe that story, too. That Russia, you know, would pull off such an event and, and blame someone else. Yeah. The way the Russians
0: are talking, I don't think they need a false flag. No, they just need their flag out there right now. They're not, they don't need a cover story. I mean, you got to give the Russians credit on this, Doc. They don't need a cover story. They're telling you up front what they're going to do. They're telling the West, we're going to nuke you. And they're not saying well, you know, if, if we have some incident that happens...
1: And... The response will be catastrophic. Yeah.
0: No, they're not saying that at all. They're telling you right up front we're going to nuke you. And here are the cities that we're going to nuke. <laughs> right so I don't buy the false flag uh, explanation either um, Bloomberg
1: reporting after Nord Stream hit Russia ratchets up threat on Europe's gas right so the the energy conflict with Europe escalated dra- dramatically today with the uh, three pipelines that were sabotaged uh, and Gazprom warned that the last remaining route to Western Europe is at risk as the damaged pipelines left massive bubbling gas leaks in the Baltic Sea and the Swedish seismologist reported the two explosions, German and U.S. officials says the uh, incident looked like sabotage. Uh, Denmark and Norway moved to step up security around their energy assets and Germany said critical infrastructure had become a target. Now, gas prices jumped on the suspected sabotage and rose further after Gazprom warned that the flows through Ukraine We're also at risk because of a legal spat. If Ukraine flows are halted, remember, there's still a pipeline going through Ukraine. Western Europe would be cut off, leaving just the TurkStream pipeline sending gas to Turkey, and small European neighbors still friendly with Russia. Given the events around Nord Stream 1 and 2 today, this would be an indication that Moscow intends to turn off all its gas supply to the EU, perhaps with the exemption of the little gas that still comes in via Turkey. That was from Hanni Glostein, the director for energy, climate and resources at the Eurasia Group in London. Okay, so, Doctor, uh,
0: this, uh, this one remaining pipeline that hasn't been turned off or blown up uh, feeds Russian gas to some small eastern European countries right. along the Russian border. <clears throat> so what Russia, what they're saying today is, we're probably going to shut this one down, too. Which means all of Europe is without gas now. Uh, so that's that is a uh, that's a big blow to some small countries that have been trying to um, ride the fence in wait, this dispute. Wait it out, yes. Yeah. If, if Russia cuts it off, those countries are wiped out also. Uh, it's going to be a cold, cold winter in Europe. Um, Hey, if you like bargains, a good time to take a vacation in Europe. Hotels are going to be empty. Yes, and probably the last chance you'll get to see Europe for yes. a while. Yep, yep. Ski lodges will be empty. You'll have the ski slopes to yourself. And there will be lots of snow. Probably no heat. No heat, but no food. It'll be like skiing in the old days, <laughs> okay? Um, you had to go out and hunt your own food. <laughs> yeah, so... it's just a shame to watch this happen to Europe I love Europe Europe is a beautiful part of the world European people are wonderful and I hate to see this happen it didn't have to happen but we have idiots running the west I don't know what else to say about them what do you say look at what they've done to the world they're
1: either idiots
0: or evil well they're evil idiots That's even scarier. They're evil idiots. They serve Lucifer, and their policies are idiotic. And we're on the edge of total nuclear annihilation. And very few people know about it, and among the people that know about it, few even care.
1: There's no alarm. There's no no... Nothing. Because there's no pain. There's no... There's no problem. There's nothing in that impacts us here yet. But it's coming, isn't it? It is. Rick, it was just four short years ago that uh, there was a small group of militants in Ukraine that were not allowed to have any weapons from the U.S. And Canada. Right. The Azov. Just four short years ago, the Azov Battalion. But today... Because they were Nazis. Yeah. But today... They get invited to the U.S. Capitol. The U.S. Congress accepted the militants of Azov. So, Doug, when I saw this today, this is, is Vestia
0: news in Russia. I saw this headline. Okay, set up. All right. Is this Russian propaganda? I don't know. Is Vestia saying that Azov Nazis were hosted on Capitol Hill? Yes. And I didn't see any news about this, No. so I thought, all right, I got to do some research before I put this story out here today, because you know Russia's putting out their propaganda too, right? Okay. So we found some, we found we found some photographs that were tweeted of the Azov Nazis. Now, this we're going to start with this first one. Um, the the woman that uh, in the tweet. Um, uh, Daria Kalina yes. Ken- Lin- Neo- She is Kalini- a she is a radical Ukrainian political activist. Right. And so she's she's the one tweeting these photographs. These are Ukrainian women in the Ukrainian army. Now
1: you can see where they're at. This one they're at the Pentagon, at the Department of Defense. Ukrainian women soldiers just finished a very intense one-week visit to Washington D.C. It was an honor for me, Daria, uh, to, uh, and uh, the other person involved here to assist the delegation sent by the, the order of, uh, lead, of the leading general there upon the invitation of uh, IRI Global. Below is a quick report from the visit. So right now, all you know is these are female Ukrainian soldiers. That's uh-huh. all you know, and that they were at the Pentagon. Okay. So if we go to the next still here. The most emotional moment was when we suddenly met released Azov soldiers right inside the main hall on Capitol Hill. The guy in the ice cream suit there uh, in the off center there, that's, that's Peter Schiff. Adam Schiff, sorry, Adam Schiff, I don't know where my mind was there. But that's Adam Schiff there. And so, now, if there was any question about whether or not they were part of the Azov group, this settles it right here. It says it right here. As all soldiers met on Capitol Hill with leading congressional representatives, including Adam Schiff there. We have another picture here of Adam Schiff posing with the four uh, Ukrainian women so- soldiers. Uh, special thanks to Adam Schiff for finding time to meet our delegation right in the middle of voting. Ukrainian armed forces are super, super thankful for intelligence sharing with the U.S., They were voting today on another $1 billion aid package to Ukraine today, Rick. Uh, Yeah,
0: Adam Schiff is another uh, Jewish Nazi. Yes. Just like Zelensky is a Jewish Nazi. Right. Just like there were the Zionists in the 1940s who cooperated with Hitler were Jewish Nazis. That's hard for a lot of people to figure out. To comprehend what we're saying, but in World War II, there were Jews in Germany who were Nazis. And there were they Jews. worked with the Third Reich. They were officers in the yes. German military. They were members of the SS. Yes, and Hitler's Third Reich government transferred millions, equivalent to U.S. dollars, millions of U.S. dollars, German francs, to to the Nazis. I mean, to the uh, Zionists that had infiltrated Palestine in the nineteen forties millions of dollars and weapons the Zionists were working hand in hand with the Nazis and they still are and the Likud party of Israel its roots is Nazism it is the Nazi party of Israel
1: it may be wearing a different suit and a different yes. hat, but it's yes. the same thing. Jewish Nazis. One more uh, picture there from this uh, tweet thread. Uh, this is uh, the uh, uh, ladies of Azov meeting with Senator Collins of Maine. So it wasn't limited to just the uh, Democrats, Rick. Uh, talk about the effectiveness of Heimars and howitzers, but our combat women explain also the needs of hundreds of armored vehicles to keep liberating our people who suffer under occupation. So, with the passage of this bill today, and with all this showboating of uh, the Azov Battalion, we have now approved the equivalent amount to to Ukraine that equals the entire Russian military budget for a year. That's how much much aid that we have approved for Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Equivalent to the Russian military budget right now for a whole year. Wow. So, are we committed to this? Yeah, we're committed to this. We're committed to throwing as much money as we can, and to parade out Nazis on Capitol Hill. The very same people we were we had under uh, restrictions just a few short years ago. Mm-hmm. Now we're trotting them around Capitol Hill as heroes. Mm-hmm. Just like the CIA set up Al Qaeda. Yes. And hey, this is the
0: this is the. Uh, the way the U.S. government operates ever since World War II. The U.S. government has been under under the control of a cabal, a secret shadow government, and they have propped up uh, very evil, violent regimes around the world. They have carried out assassinations, they've toppled governments, and uh, this is not the American people. It is a shadow government. Right. It is it is a secret government that controls this country. Look, the same people, the same entity that is trying to deplatform Russia, make them disappear as a people, smearing them, uh, destroying their finances, cutting them off from the world. These are the same people using the same tactics against American conservatives, Christians, patriots. They're using the same
1: tactics. Very same thing. Because the the, the goal is the same. Yes. The the elimination of anything opposed to those Satan's values that That's are right. already out there. That's right. The Satan's values that say that perversion is okay. That... Uh, deception is okay, that war is okay. Um, this, those are their values. Right. It's not God, family, and, and country for sure. They right. uh, believe something totally different. So, Doc, uh, the British defense ministry,
0: they tweeted today that their intelligence uh, information says that Putin will announce on Friday
1: the annexation of the Ukrainian territories right So this is what the uh, UK Defense Intelligence update is saying President Putin is scheduled to address both houses of the Russian Parliament this Friday. There's a realistic possibility that uh, Mr. Putin will use his address to formally announce the accession of the occupied regions of Ukraine to the Russian Federation. The referendums currently underway within these territories are scheduled to conclude today. Russia's leaders almost certainly uh, almost certainly hope that any accession announcement will be seen as a vindication of the special military operation and will consolidate patriotic support for the conflict. This aspiration will likely be undermined by the increasing domestic awareness of Russia's recent battlefield setbacks and significant unease about the partial mobilization announced last week. Well, we can... Uh, you know, look at the commentary that they have there. But the fact of the matter is, yes, this is going to happen this week. In fact, uh, two of the provinces already have uh, already determined their results. They've approved the joining with the Russian Federation everything. And it's probably just a matter of hours now, maybe a day at the most when so the other two come along. So, Doc, if
0: if Putin does
1: formally annex
0: uh, those eastern Ukraine regions this Friday. Then we were told days ago how they would defend them. And that is with nukes. Yes. Because they said nukes would be used if any inch of Russian territory is attacked. And when they declare these breakaway provinces to be Russian territory, any attack... On those territories by Ukrainian or NATO forces, will be res- re- the, the response will be a nuclear attack.
1: The question is, will the uh, attack be a strategic attack on, uh, you know, other cities in Europe or the, or London, or will it be tactical? Yes. But so no matter which one, once the nuclear trigger yes. goes in. That changes the whole uh, battlefield. It does. And so, Doc, yesterday you and I, what we said was
0: uh, Russia has no interest in using nukes on Ukraine. I didn't think that they would. Right. How how little we knew how much things have changed in 24 hours because Mr. Medvedev today clearly said that that's a possibility that using nukes on Ukraine is a possibility. What are you going to do about it?
1: Let's look at what Mr. Medvedev said. So this is Times of Israel reporting this. And so Medvedev asserts Russia's right, its right, to use nukes to defend its territory. Now, former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev asserted on Tuesday that Moscow is entitled to use nuclear weapons in order to defend its territory as the country seeks to annex conquered areas of Ukraine. Medvedev, who serves as deputy chairman of Russia's Security Council, wrote on social media that the Kremlin would use its most fearsome weapon against Ukraine if the threat to Russia exceeds the established danger limit. He said, and this was on Telegram, I want to remind you, the deaf who only hear themselves, Russia has the right to use nuclear weapons if necessary, Medvedev said, adding that the warning was not a bluff, echoing uh, President Putin. Medvedev expressed doubt that a nuclear apocalypse would result... If Russia decided to use the bomb, claiming, now listen to this, that Western countries would not respond drastically if Moscow was to take such action. He said, the supply of modern weapons is just a business for Western countries based on hatred of us. No more. Overseas and European demagogues are not going to die in a nuclear apocalypse. Therefore... They will swallow the use of any weapon in the current conflict, Medvedev predicted. Now that was a unique take on this situation, Rick. It is. So Doc, um recap. What did Medvedev say? Medvedev said if we use nukes, you're not gonna do a thing about it. Because because the You don't want to die in the, the Cabal doesn't
0: want to die. Yes. The the, the the American elite, the European elite, they don't want to die. Right. And when it really comes down to it, they're not going to respond. That's what he's saying. Yes. And if we want to use a nuke, we'll use a nuke. What are you going to do about it?
1: Nothing. To me, to. I mean, okay. because what's the response going to be? I mean, is the All West. Seriously? War. Is the, that's the only option. All right? out war. They're going to have to totally yes. annihilate Russia. Yes. And in that annihilation, we know that they've got the dead man's switch. Even if you completely eradicated and irradiated the, every inch of Russian soil,
0: the dead, still... hand,
1: the dead hand will
0: launch all of Russia's ICBMs. They can't stop it. You know, I, I talked about the dead hand back in 1998. That thing's been there. It's operational. People don't know about it. It's a computer system in the Ural Mountains. And when it detects there are sensors above ground in Russia. And if, if the dead hand computer detects that all life has stopped above ground the dead hand automatically launches all of Russia's nuclear arsenal and the Pentagon knows it yes and Russia knows that they know it so a lot has happened in 24 hours since you and I were here yesterday the pipelines have been blown up Yes. and the dead have said yeah you know thinking about it we might nuke we might just, we might nuke Ukraine, and what are you going to do about it? That's happened in 24 hours. Yesterday, when you and I were sitting here, the pipelines were not blown up. Yesterday, when we were sitting here, there was no reason that that Russia would use nukes in Ukraine. But today, the pipelines have been blown up. And now Medvedev is talking a different story. And, Doc... If they blew up the pipeline, they're going to blow up the Kerch Strait Bridge. Yes.
1: Or at least attempt to. They're going to try to make the attempt. But, Rick, one of the things you like to do is you like to flip the script. Imagine if there was a pipeline here in the U.S. Oh, we We closed down our own pipelines here in the U.S. We're idiots when we come to that. But let's just say if the Keystone pipeline had been running and it was pumping fuel and everything and suddenly there was explosions and we could point to sabotage and it pointed to russia Mm -hmm. Okay, it was obvious it was russia had russian fingerprints i don't Mm -hmm. know everything on it but it was russia what would be the response we we would be ready to go to war because they had attacked critical american infrastructure in fact hillary clinton went so far as to admit to that that if there was any russian attack on any type of critical infrastructure and by the way, they accounted election systems as critical yes. infrastructure that they would use as justification to basically annihilate Russia.
0: Isn't it interesting that uh, it's not cyber infrastructure that's being attacked?
1: It's old-fashioned oil and gas infrastructure. Because pipelines. that's that's the weakness, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're dependent on energy so much. Well, we do have pipelines running across America. Lots of them, and if those.
0: If those boys start rupturing, uh, America's in trouble because there's no gasoline to be delivered. There's no oil being delivered. Watch how fast America shuts down this winter. Look, Spesnaz is in America. Spesnaz. Spesnaz is Russian commandos. Uh, Colonel Stanislav Lunov who I believe is still alive today. I've not had any contact with him for many years. Uh, at that time, 1998, he was the highest-ranking Russian military spy ever to defect to the West, a colonel in the GRU. Colonel Lunov told me that on any given day, there are many Spetsnaz commandos inside the USA, on any day of the week. He said they live here. He said, I, I remember this conversation with the doc. He said, Rick, they, they speak better English than you. And that's not hard. <laughs> but he said, they're, they're doctors. They're dentists. They're, they're professors. They're news reporters. They're scientists. But they're also Spetsnaz. But they're Spetsnaz. And they marry American women. And, they, and the American women don't know that their husbands are Russian Spetsnaz commandos. Because they're so good at the cover and he said they were in the United States and they come and go they keep they keep themselves clean meaning their passports are always clean right. there's n- nothing in their record that would cause anybody to suspect that there's Spetsnaz commandos they can be here for 10 years living in the United States but what Colonel Lunov told me was They have their battle plans, they have their assignments, and when they're given instruction, they go into action. And he says, Spesnos will be activated, fully activated, two weeks before the nuclear war. That's what he told me. Two weeks before the nuclear war, Spesnos will be activated inside the USA. Stuff will start blowing up. Infrastructure will go out. Um, Water systems will be poisoned. Reservoir, city reservoirs will be poisoned. Uh, backpack suitcase nukes will be used. Small uh, nuclear explosions in the heart of cities. In New York, Washington, Chicago, so forth. Suitcase bombs will go off. He said this will happen two weeks before the nuclear war. And he said that the Russian plan was... Uh, Well, there were two things I remember. He said there will be a decapitation of the the U.S. government. And I asked him to explain. He said, we know uh, the names and addresses of every U.S. government official, elected and bureaucrat. We know their spouses and their children. They will all be eliminated. He said that's part of the plan. He called it a decapitation of the U.S. government. He said the U.S. government will be decapitated. He says, Spesnos Commandos will begin assassinating congressmen, senators, their wives, their children, their grandchildren. They'll move through the Pentagon. They'll move through all layers of the U.S. government. And he said there will be total panic in America that their government is gone. And he said this is going to happen very fast. And then he said it would be a three-layer attack on the West Coast and the East Coast. And he said it would be biological, chemical, and nuclear. And they would eliminate the populations on the East Coast and the West Coast and spare the center. Now, that's 25 years ago he told me this. Um... I have no idea what Russian military plans are today. But he spoke very freely about how the war would go down. Uh, the American people have no idea what is about to happen. They're just sitting back, they're watching these talking bozo clowns on Fox News and MSNBC and CNN bragging about war, you know. Smearing Putin's name, you know, talking about taking Russia down—they have no idea what is going to happen in this country. They have no idea; it's going to happen so fast, and the country will fall, and we will be—we, uh, the survivors, will be slaves. That's what happens. You know, pride comes before the fall, and America. It is full pride we're puffed up with arrogant pride and sin and rebellion and the country's fall will be tremendous it'll be swift hard tremendous and it doesn't need to happen
1: no it doesn't, doesn't. need to happen none of this going on now none of it. this entire escalation of hostilities no. doesn't never, need never. to happen
0: but we have proud lunatics running the government and the banking system and the media. And they're taking all of us to destruction. I don't, I don't fret about it anymore. I used to. I didn't want to live through this. This is where, where we're at right now, Doc, is where I didn't want to be in my life. All these years that I've been doing this work, it's like this is not where I want to be when this happens. And here I am. I'm, I'm here in the USA on the verge of nuclear war. And I've been crying out against it for 24 years. And we're here. I, I don't fear it anymore. I'm not I'm not fretting about it. Um, I'm saved. Right. I'm saved. My sins are forgiven. My name is written in the book of life. I'm baptized in Christ. If my body goes up in a nuclear blast, my soul is preserved. My family saved. I'm at peace. Okay. I'm surrounded by people whom I love and they're all Christians. They're all saved and their families are saved. Um, I grieve for the people outside of Christ, outside of the church. But I've done all that I can do, Doc. Yes. I've given my life. I've given, I gave—I mean, 24 years. That's basically one third of of your life, one third to one fourth of your life, depending right. on your lifespan. That's what I gave to stop this. I gave it to stop this from happening. But it is happening. The only thing that will stop it is genuine national repentance. And I see no sign whatsoever that's going to happen. Right. None. Even the churches in this country are wasted. They're lost. Even the churches. Very few churches still awake, still Still loyal to Jesus Christ. Let me just tell you something. I I turned on, Doc knows this, I turned on, um, well, I I got an email, so that's why I went to look at it. I got an email from Salem Radio. Yes. The biggest Christian radio broadcaster in America. And they were promoting their new Salem Now platform. I said, okay, I'll check it out. I clicked the link to see what they were doing, and you know what they were doing? They have Dennis Prager leading a Jewish religious service. That's what was going out today on Salem radio. Learn to be a Jew on Christian radio. Yes. Guess the last thing I want to be? I want the Jews to be Christians.
1: I don't want the Christians to be Jews. There's no salvation in being a Jew. But on the SalemNow.com yes. website, they were live streaming and then they had recorded. Here it is. Yeah, there you go, Salem Now. So Salem markets itself to Christian radio stations all over the country, and they're promoting this now their new platform for video called Salem Now.
0: Did you know that Dennis
1: Prager is a Jewish religious leader? I, know I he's knew he's Jewish,
0: but, but I, did you know like he's like a rabbi? No, I had no idea. And he's doing Jewish religious services on Salem. Right. Christian radio. right? That's, my friend, why this country is going to be taken over. Because the church has absolutely failed in, in its mission. It has failed. Doc, I, I, it's too late in the game. It's too late in the game to stop this. Go ahead. I want to look up something while
1: you talk for a moment. Well, when we consider... Over the 24 years that Rick has been involved in this ministry, who could have imagined, 24 years ago till to now, the way that the world has flipped on us here? Where it now appears that the West, and specifically the United States in particular, is the instigator of a lot of the conflicts and a lot of the troubles that are in the world around us. We're promoting and we're uh, taunting the bear of Russia. We're not seeking peace. Uh, We're not doing anything in order to bring down the temperature of uh, global conflict to answer the uh, problems of uh, the supply chain issues because they instigate the supply chain issues to answer the uh, problems that come with global food shortages because they want global food shortages. And so we've come to a point where in 24 years time where we couldn't have imagined where the United States is the bad guy in the world and yet here we stand on the precipice of nuclear war and right now it's in our hands as a nation to, to stop it but with no intention to stop it at all
0: Doc, I, I, a
1: few seconds ago I just felt that the Holy Spirit was saying read Jeremiah
0: 4 poor old Jeremiah he had to wander around in the Holy Land which I was just there last week and saw with my eyes again the same terrain where Jeremiah was walking but God showed Jeremiah the sins of Israel and told them he told Jeremiah that if the Israelites did not repent and turn back to God there would be a war and for years Jeremiah Heard in his soul, in his mind, he heard the war. He heard it. He felt it. He lived with that war, even though the war was in the future. Right. Jeremiah felt it every day. And so he's crying out to the people of Israel, repent. There's still time. Repent. If you don't repent, war is coming. So here is uh, Jeremiah chapter 4. He says, my soul... My soul, I am pained at my very heart. Can you see Jeremiah? Can you see him in the streets, clutching his chest? My soul crying. My soul, I feel it. He's telling the Jews to repent. He wandered for years. Feeling and seeing war that was in the future if they didn't repent. And the people mocked him. They laughed at him. Yes. They tried to kill him. They deplatformed him one time. They threw him down in a well. He got deplatformed. He fell off the platform down into the well. He says, My soul, my soul, I am pain at my very heart. My heart makes a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace because. You have heard, O my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Destruction upon destruction is proclaimed, for the whole land is devastated. Suddenly are my tents devastated and my curtains in a moment. How long can I see Jeremiah crying out, looking up to the sky? God, how long must I see it? How long must I feel it? When will these people repent? Oh God, how long do I have to carry this burden? He said, How long shall I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? Mm. For my people are foolish. They have not known me. They are foolish children, and they have no understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. I looked on the earth, and it was without form and void, and to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and they trembled, and all the hills moved to and fro. God took... Jeremiah, to the end of time. Yes. And showed him the end of the world. And the world had gone back to where it was in Genesis. Without form and void. Without form and void, because the earth was destroyed. There was nothing there, blackness. I looked, and there was no man. And all the birds of the heavens had fled. I looked, and the fruitful place was a wilderness. And all the cities were broken down at the presence of the Lord And by his fierce anger, for thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be desolate, yet I will not make a full end, for this the earth shall mourn, and the heavens above be black, because I have spoken it, I have purposed it, and I will not relent, nor will I turn back from it. The whole city shall flee, for the noise of the horsemen and the bowmen, for the bowmen. They shall go into the thickets and climb up on the rocks. Every city shall be forsaken, not a man dwell in it. When you are devastated, what will you do? Though you clothe yourself with crimson, though though you deck yourself with ornaments of gold, though you enlarge your eyes with paint, in vain you will make yourself fair. Your lovers will despise you. They will seek your life. For I have heard a voice as a woman in labor, and the anguish as of her who brings forth her first child, the voice of the daughter of Zion, that bewails herself, that spreads her hand, saying, Ah, woe is me, for my soul is wearied because of murderers. Who had brought woe to Israel? Murderers. Yes. I'm going to tell you right now. The people who lead the West are murderers. The people in control of the U.S. government and the Western European governments are murderers. And they're bringing woe upon the world. That's the word of the Lord today. Repent. Call upon the name of the Lord to save your soul and be baptized. Run, 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 run. Run to the cross right now. Make haste get on your knees and cry out to God to save your soul tomorrow you start calling local churches you find a pastor that will baptize you now 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 get it done we have no guarantee of tomorrow we're living on borrowed time right now every day that goes by is a day of grace from God because the murderers that rule the countries are bringing woe upon the world God willing, Doc and I will be back here tomorrow.